0: This is episode 56 of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. Persistence. Persistence is something that we're going to need to embrace as we move closer to summertime. Especially those of us that have school-age kids, there has been so much change in this academic school year. There's been so many curveballs thrown at us that as we march near the end, persistence is going to be more important than ever. But how hard is that when there has been so much change? I know that it's not as easy as it sounds. But today we're going to unpack a little bit about why persistence is so important and how we can continue to walk forward and get to that finish line. But first, thank you for listening to this show. I know you have lots of options of podcasts and today you're listening to this right here right now. And I believe it's because it's exactly where you're meant to be. I hope that you are able to take everything that you need to out of it. And one great way to do that is just to clear your mind and look at this as a gift to yourself. Because when you listen to things that are helpful, you are giving yourself a nice little gift in the midst of all of the challenges and the ups and downs. Just take a minute to give this time to you. And After you listen, if you feel like you want to give back, one great way to do that is just to share this episode. Just push the share button or the, um, there's different buttons on different places that you're listening and just shoot it out either on your Facebook wall or somebody else's or social media or individual email. It doesn't matter. When you give back, you're going to feel like not only are you giving yourself time, but then you're giving back to others. I know that many of us have had to persevere through tough times, and some of us feel like we don't know how we can go on each and every day. We battle feelings like this, and our kids battle the exact same feelings. So let's talk about persistence. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey, and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence, And be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. I'm so glad we have a minute to talk about this important subject of persistence. Because being a solution-focused practitioner, I am always having my eyes open to the possibilities that are within you and within our kids The possibilities that they might not even realize. Why? Because sometimes they are really overwhelmed with their circumstances and they need their eyes to be open to the possibilities. I really believe that part of persistence is being able to visualize that finish line and being able to know, know deep within us that we absolutely do have what it takes and we have resources within us that can help us get to that finish line. You may have heard a few weeks back, or gosh, it could have been a few months back, where I used an analogy that's in the Big Life Journal of a bouncing ball. And persistence is kind of like a bouncing ball. And we did it as a solution-focused exercise. It's on page, I believe, 92 of the white Big Life Journal that's for uh, ages 6 to 11. And, um, And it basically just talks about how a ball, as it bounces, it comes right back up. And that's the way we can come back from challenges. And I've been going into classrooms and groups of kids, and I've been bringing a ball and bouncing it and talking about persistence. And I had one third grader raise their hand and say, Mrs. Kretz, I have a question. And I said, yeah. And he said, I think maybe my ball is flat because it's bouncing back really slow. Can you believe the wisdom in that statement? It is just said, I don't know what to do because I think my ball is a little bit flat. That is exactly the way that I feel sometimes when I wake up in the morning. I'm just like, you know what? I'm trying to be persistent, but my, the ball isn't bouncing back like it normally does. And that just proved to me that our kids are feeling much the same way. I couldn't believe that that child was able to really put that analogy together. But kids always surprise me. Our kids are so smart. And I shouldn't be surprised. But when they come up with something so uh, so relevant and so real, I told him right then and there, I said, you know what? That is so smart. I'm going to use that analogy. I'm going to tell more people about that because I feel that way too. And he perks up and says, you do? And I say, yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm trying to bounce a very flat ball. And then we began to go in a different direction to talk about what are the things that fill us up and what are the things that encourage us. And it was such a rich and meaningful conversation. But the truth is, is that persistence is tricky, especially when we've been through a lot especially when we've been through trauma that we're trying to kind of push aside and not think about or we haven't processed yet. And all of us in our own way have that scenario going on in our life right now. Many of us are heading back to school. Even this very week, friends of mine in New York are just barely going back to school full time. Uh, well, full time meaning five days a week, but it's only going to be half day. So they're beginning their journey that we started uh, a while back now, about a month or so back in our area here in California of entering back into the classroom. They're uh, they're just now saying, OK, we've got to gear up, even though there's what? six, seven weeks left of school at this point in spring of 2021. They're gearing up to go back to school. All of these changes, uh, they, they kind of add up in our body and make us feel like we've gone a little flat and that's okay. And I think the very first step to allowing ourselves to even consider the perseverance that we really need is for us to have grace on ourselves And realize that it's not always going to feel the same way. And our kids aren't always going to react exactly the way we'd like them to. No matter how many uh, analogies we put out about persistence, we need to honor where each and every person is at in their journey. And that way they can take just small steps forward. I want to tell you about a student named Sal who's a fifth grader. Now, I can say just in my little neck of the woods, I could choose from many, many different stories to tell you today about children persevering or attempting to persevere. But today I want to tell you about Sal. One day I was in my office and the assistant principal came in and he said, Hey, can you talk to this child, Sal? He is just not doing any work, just not any work at all. He's just completely stopped. And um, he felt as if he was kind of talking to, I guess you could say like a brick wall, you know, that because everything that he said to the child, he's like, yeah, I know I should, but I'm not. Well, maybe you could try this. Well, I know I should, but I'm not. So I decided to take a walk with Sal. To be honest, taking a walk I felt like was... Good for me and him. And as a side note, I would highly recommend you taking a walk with your child if they're stuck. Because something about the exercise and the movement, it gets the blood flowing. And kids are more willing to talk when they're just walking with you. They're not facing you. They're not feeling confronted. And you're going to be surprised at all the truths that come out. And sometimes you'll be able to find out exactly why they've stopped, in this case, of doing their work. And um, so I'll just walk. And we just walked around the yard, around the track. And what I do is I just, I stop and turn and look at the student or look at the child or my own child when I'm talking to them, when I know that this is a moment that they really do need to pay attention. And that makes a big impact because you can go on a walk and you're talking and then you could say, Hey, hold on just a second. And you could turn to look to someone for that moment or turn to listen to them and say, I really want to hear you say that again. That was really impactful. And that's just um, a sidebar, a really great way, by the way, to have important conversations with children, honor them with adults too, with you know your spouse, with whoever, to be able to listen in a non-threatening way and have a conversation, but then also um, make an impact when you need to, just by that stopping and turning and looking at each other and then continue walking. So we decided to go on a walk around the yard and... And Sal just began to talk to me, and he was clearly in a very stuck place. So I asked him, I said, when was the last time you can remember being unstuck and that you could just do your work? And he said, well, it was about a year ago. He said, I can remember a year ago. I had no problems just doing my work. And I said, oh, wow, that's just about the time when we went out of school on COVID. And he said, no, That's really not the main thing that happened in my life. Then he said, what happened in my life is there was a death in our family. And he said, I didn't really, I just kind of stopped after that. I don't know. I just didn't feel like doing my work. And it all clicked for me. It all made so much sense. Because not only were we in a very abnormal situation, an abnormal education, where there's not somebody right there to notice that he had began to shut down, and then over time, that began to be become a habit in his life. One of the most powerful things that I've been teaching kids about persistence, um, again, comes from the Big Life Journal. I use it quite a bit when I'm working with the kids. On, let me see. I'm going to find the page for you. Um, in the, again, in the white Big Life Journal, it talks about the brain and how the brain functions. It's on page 134 of the Big Life Journal. So if you have your copy of the Big Life Journal, it's on page 134. And it talks about how we need to give the brain time to learn and we need to give it time to process. But what's interesting is if we practice um, giving up and not doing work, then our brain actually learns pathways of doing that, it becomes that kind of habit. It becomes easier easier and easier to give up. The first time we give up, it's kind of hard to do because you're like, oh, I don't want to give up on this. But the next time we give up on the same activity it becomes a little easier and the next time a little easier until giving up seems like the natural thing to do. Well, it seemed as though Sal had got stuck in that very loop. Now, luckily, I know and you know theoretically that this is a habit that can change. I mean, you can then practice to what? go ahead and do the work. And at the beginning, it will seem really, really hard, but it becomes easier as you build that habit up. And before you know it, you're just doing the thing that you're supposed to do without even thinking. It's the, the brain has that ability to kind of like move towards the action that you're doing. As long as you're moving forward, it will move with you, but you have to make those steps. So my thoughts were racing as he was talking, thinking, I wonder how I could get him from this place where he's moved all the way to a place where he stopped to being to a place where he's moving again. When he remembers that he used to do well, but it was such a long time ago in such a different world and a different place and, and in a different space in his life before he had to say goodbye to loved ones, and before he was um, taken out of school, so uh, I kind of felt as though I I was I was at a standstill as far as thinking about the last time that he did well. So I decided to move to thinking about some of his hopes for the future, and I said, "What are some of the things that you'd like to accomplish if you were able to?" do your work and, and get out of this slump? What are some of the things that you hope to achieve? And I just, I can remember in my mind, the, the look on his face. And he said, well, I used to want to be a basketball player. And I said, Oh, really? You used to be? Tell me more. And he said, well, My teacher told me that if I didn't get good grades and that I didn't work hard, then people will see that on my report card and they're never going to be able to uh, want me to be on their team. They're not going to want me to do good at basketball. I'm never going to achieve at basketball unless I do good at school. My teacher has told me that since I came back to school and that's when I just decided, well, it's been too long already. They're already going to see that I gave up for this whole year. So I don't think I'm going to be able to become a basketball player, but I used to want to. Well, now I was really interested because this was changing this child's complete mindset. Not only was he giving up, but he was giving up on a dream that he had. A dream that clearly had meant a lot to him in the past. Now, I can imagine that his well-meaning teacher was thinking that maybe she was inspiring him by saying, well, you're not going to be able to do good at basketball if you don't do well in school. But she didn't realize that his mind had uh, been through so much trauma and pain that it was so much easier for him to wrap his mind around just giving up on his dream than it was to pick himself up and build himself back up. But what was the missing element? The missing element was that he had not quite realized that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fall. As a matter of fact, when we fall, we learn the most. It's through our mistakes that we grow. It's through our challenges that we get fine-tuned into the person that we want and need to be. This is something, you guys, that not only do we need to absolutely have firmly planted in our hearts But we need to be able to instill this in our kids. Why? Because they're always going to make mistakes. They are always going to have their ups and downs because that's part of being human. But you know what? Their fragile minds sometimes can't wrap around those mistakes. They feel so bad when they've let people down. They've let themselves down. And then, like we talked about earlier, their mind uh, is so used to it that it's just easier and easier to give up until they justify giving up on dreams that they've had well that exactly is where we needed to start with the importance of how much somebody really can get out of a mistake like choosing to stop their work and and that you can walk forward from that you know i began to ask him a few more questions and and allowing him to speak about how he was feeling about this. But then after that, I stopped him and I said, Sal, let's really think about being a basketball player. What would it mean to you if you could become a basketball player? Well, he stopped and I stopped and he thought about it. And he said, it would be great He said, I love the way it feels when I'm going down court and I'm weaving in and out and then I make a basket. It feels amazing. There's nothing like that. He said, but right now I don't even have a ball that works and I don't even get outside to play. And it's been so long since I've been on a team. And I just feel like, why not just play video games? There's no one really at home like there was to tell me what to do and And why should I do that? See, so quickly his mind was able to turn to those reasons why not, right? But we continued to plug forward. And I said, well, how about if we use our imagination right now and we pretend that you absolutely did become a basketball player and that you were in college right now and you're a basketball player. And let's pretend that somehow you were able to step back right in this yard and give yourself advice, your fifth grade self. What would you, the basketball player in the future, tell yourself right now? What advice would you give yourself if you were a famous basketball player? And he stopped and he said, well, I think I would tell myself not to give up. I think I would tell myself to do what it takes. You know you can do it. Just one step at a time. Just do it. And I laughed. And I said, Do you think you would tell yourself that? And he said, Yeah, I think I would. And then he just stopped and laughed too. And he was like, Well, there you have it. I just got to do it. (laughs) And I said, I wonder how you would do that. What are some of the things that you might do if you just do it? And all of a sudden, He's in problem-solving mode. That's all it took was for him to realize that, wait a minute, I, I would give myself that advice. And all of a sudden he said, well, maybe I could do it right away before I do my work. Or I can maybe decide that I could play my video game as long as I get a certain amount of work done. These are things coming from him. 15 minutes prior to that conversation, he was deflated. He was telling the principal, no, he can't do it. I was so impressed by the ideas that he came up with. I was so excited about it. So we made a plan for him to give it a shot and, and just give it a try. And that's exactly what he intended to do. And shortly after that, the assistant principal wanted to know how everything went down with Sal. So I told him about his dream of becoming a basketball player and how he's letting go of it about his losses that he had faced, and on top of that, that he didn't have a working basketball and that he wanted to try. And without hesitation, my assistant principal said, you know what, I'm going to get that kid a basketball if he does try, and I'm going to have him check in with me every day and I'm going to have him work for that basketball. Then he called Sal up to his office and gave him that piece of paper. And um, I already knew it, but Sal came over to me and said, look what I have. He showed me all the details and showed me what it was. See, now this is true collaboration between a adult that's in a leadership role, the counselor who's in like the, the caring role, and a child who didn't see light at the end of the tunnel, but has so much within them and dreams that they, they need to accomplish in life, right? We need to believe they can accomplish these things, but it's also our job to look at things differently, I believe. And I believe that you and I can do that. We can do that for our kids. And sometimes we need to reframe, reframe things for ourselves, don't we? We need to be able to be our best advocate. I want you to stop and wonder how might I help children reframe the children that are in your life? How might you help them reframe situations rather than accidentally being like the teacher and saying, if you don't, this bad thing might happen. Yes, I've probably said that same sentence before in my life during the time of raising my kids. But now I realize that it's not helpful. What is helpful? Helping a child understand that they do have resources within them. They do have a way to walk forward. And as a matter of fact, they can bounce back from mistakes. They can find the things that will uplift them and and, and fill them up so their ball bounces nice and high when it's coming back from mistakes. Because mistakes will happen and they can persevere. Things that are outside of their control will happen and have happened. They've watched that. There's, there, that's not any secret to any one of these kids. Like I told you, it was a third grader that told me, I think my ball feels a little bit flat Let's assume that everyone's ball might be a little bit flat and how can we fill that up? So then, yes, they are prepared to bounce back and be persistent. The time is now for us to reframe how we're looking at mistakes and realize more than ever that kids need to feel like they can come back from things. And they have to feel confident that they can come back from it. And then all of a sudden, it unlocks what they need to in their own mind to reach that potential that's right there under the surface. It's not that far. So parents, please refrain from pointing out every single negative that you see and pointing out the fact that um, maybe they're not reaching the potential because they don't want to let you down. They don't want to let themselves down. But rather than feeling that feeling of let down, they might just give up and then not care. That is not what you're after, but it could happen and you don't even realize it. I'm not even sure that anyone realized that was going on with Salvador. They probably told him, they probably put him in the category of being stubborn or just, you know, not doing the work. Well, yes, there was reasons and yes, there was loss in his life. But guess what? in spite of that, there is a fire within him to be a basketball player and I'm rooting for him and he's on his way to earning that basketball and excited about it. So what is it that you can do for the kid in your life? Is it a teenager who needs you to be able to listen, step into their worldview and then encourage them to bounce back in a brand new way? Is it your middle schooler that seems to have so much angst and negativity and, and tells you how much they don't like things, and you need to understand that that's their cry for saying, oh, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm going through struggles. I'm having trouble bouncing back. And see through that negativity to the heart of who they are, knowing that they want to do their best. Is it an elementary school child that remembers that things used to be different but can't figure out how to get back that fire for school or work and they're having trouble processing the change that's happened in their life and the loss that they may have felt? Each one of those, the key to us helping is to truly be helpful and to say, you know what, I can be empathetic. I want you to be a caring person, I'm going to model that caring attitude. And don't be frantic, don't be scared. All of our lives have been changed in the last 18 months or so, and we're all going to have our challenges and with or without a pandemic, we have, are going to have all kinds of challenges in the future. It's just part of life, right? How we react to these changes that makes all the difference in the world. Maybe you need to tap into your child's future self. You need to really find out the things that they want to be. You can use that very same analogy that I did and ask them to say, what do you think your future successful self would come back? And what advice would they give you? And see what happens. See what they come up with. What about your future self? What about the person five years from now that you really hope to become? If that person could step into your life right now, what do you think they would tell you? What do you think that they would encourage you to do the action steps or want you to avoid? Take a minute right now as a solution focused personal exercise for yourself to write some of those things down. See if it can make a difference in your life like it did for Sal. See if it can make a difference in your day tomorrow the very next hour, even the next five minutes. I know for me, I know that showing love to the people around me is so much more important than getting everything done. But wow, is that easier said than done because I am very get-it-all-done oriented, I guess you could say. We have this to do and we have that to do. And sometimes I just need to step back and say, how can I show love right now? How can I show compassion and understand that I don't understand what other people are going through because I'm not in their mind and that's okay. I don't have to assume that they're feeling a certain type of way or assume that uh, because they're reacting in a certain way, that must mean they don't care. Maybe they care very much. They just don't know how to show it. They just don't know how to walk forward. So there's all these different ways that we can uh, hold ourselves accountable to be our best self. Yes, have grace, but then don't stop there and say, oh, well, that's how I am. Hold yourself accountable to say, what can I do to be the very best version of myself? I know that's what I strive for. And I know from talking to you guys that that's what you strive for. I so appreciate the encouragement that I get from you guys when I know that you're making the small changes that you need to, to step into the very next season of life. Hey, summer's not that far away. And some of you guys know summer is my very favorite time of the year. But before that, we have some work to do. We have some, some steps we need to take and we need to persevere and we need to finish strong. I know you got this, guys. Now, as we finish up this podcast, I want to remind you about my sponsor, my uh, affiliate partner, The Big Life Journal. All of this that I'm talking about is inspired by The Big Life Journal. There's lessons in the white Big Life Journal for 7 to 11-year-olds on perseverance. And there's lessons in the book for uh, the older kids, the 11 through... Oh gosh, I think it's 16. And that is where I got my inspiration for this entire podcast. I want to be completely transparent. It's the lessons that I'm taking from those books and I'm bringing it into the life of children. And if you want to get your very own copy of the Big Life Journal, then go to my website and click on the tab at the top that says Big Life Journal, and it will bring you right to the special area where, um, where they know that you're supporting the focused mindset when you buy from there, because that's the way affiliate partner works. Basically, you know, I promote them because I love them and then they're able to, um, at no extra cost to you, give me a little kickback. And it's a great working relationship because it helps cover the cost for this podcast And I don't have to tell you how important it is that our children have tools to build resilience. And if you've been having your eye out for just the right tool, then I can tell you the Big Life Journal is what you're looking for. Why not check out the products at the Big Life Journal? So there's two ways that you can get it. One, I'll leave a link right in the show notes. The show notes are right below this episode. It's the paragraphs and the links that I put and the helpful tools. And you'll see a link to my website, thefocusedmindset.com. But also, you'll have a link directly to the Big Life Journal products. So I keep it simple that way. Or if it's easier for you, just go to thefocusedmindset.com. When you get to my website, you'll be able to see a lot of free resources. You'll get access to uh, my monthly focus letter where I give uh, every single month I send out solution focused resources for you. You'll see the free webinars that I'm putting on You'll be able to check out my course, Conversations That Empower. It's just a short mini course, but it's really just meant to bulk up our communication skills. And wow, do our kids need it? That's a whole nother subject. I'm really going to have to dive into the things that I'm continuing to learn about how we can um, help communication in a future podcast. So, yeah, I, I've loved this time with you guys. Uh, this is just really actually inspired me. And I hope that you feel inspired too. And I just want you to take this time to, uh, to move forward, just, just to pause for a minute and make some commitments to move forward towards towards accomplishing, towards perseverance, towards finishing strong. You got this. And your kids are going to do well, and I know you will too. So until next time, keep in touch and take care.